0: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, ears edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies.
3: old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
4: All right, so before we move on with the doomsday question i thought i'd share something that came in at twitter uh at deacon Punnett uh is uh the my twitter handle and the uh it, it, it was interesting comment um but they said you know i think this is all being overblown a lot of people say this right um they say that uh that people are quote majorly overreacting to ai the stupid thing makes arms coming out of people's heads and seven misshapen fingers. I don't know exactly what that means, but um, here's the, uh, here's that line from uh, the usual suspects. The greatest trick the he ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Mm. And I, I know we're not talking about a sentient AI, like it was sitting around thinking about how it was going to evade capture, but I do think that there's a parallel here, at very least, in that you know, this it's wise that we think about AI because it's going to be, as you said earlier, this is going to become increasingly evident as something we're going to have to wrestle with in our life for years to come. Yes. Uh, Ian,
2: you asked me about disaster scenarios
4: and and
2: this recognition, uh, I have something for you. I call it digital delirium. And it started And I was thinking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine last year, and I did some writing for USC News Service on this. But my argument to start at the end would be we need to back up things more so we'll have something to compare against in the future. Because I don't think if we get taken over, big or small, it'll be an obvious way. It'll be a subtle way. You won't really realize it. And One way to do that is check against the past, some kind of system restore point. And I give you our GPS system, the 31 satellites that orbit, and control the timing of this broadcast of almost all local area networks, of all banking, airlines, and everything. Now, there's a real risk that Russia, which we know has penetrated our software systems, our grid, and our GPS, could manipulate that. And But people may not know, believe it or not, we don't have a backup of GPS. Russia built its own GPS system. It's backed it up. China has its own system. It's backed it up. So in an ongoing escalation with Russia, this could happen, I'm about to tell you, or say a Taiwanese, uh, if the Chinese invade Taiwan, and that kind of scenario, which a lot of people are wargaming right now. And so a digital delirium would go like this. Each day, those 31 satellites orbiting the Earth, are going so fast and so far away, have two different effects due to Einstein, general relativity and special relativity. And general relativity, as you recall, says that mass bends or curves space and time. So these satellites are about 12,000 plus miles away from the surface of the Earth. They only feel about one-fourth the gravity that you and I feel right now. Right. So what that means is they they run faster. And so when you think about it, if you got closer to a black hole, time slows down. How much faster? About 45 millionths of a second. And this has to be constantly corrected. Okay, right now in this broadcast, this is happening. So the onboard computer clocks, atomic clocks, maser clocks, are speeding up relative to what we have here on Earth because of general relativity. But these satellites are going so fast, about two and a half miles per second, that they feel the effects of Einstein's special theory of relativity, which says, like in the twin paradox, that time slows down. And so they slow down about seven seconds, seven millionths of a second. So at all times, uh, each day, we're having a speed-up of our clocks of about 38 millionths of a second. And if that isn't corrected within minutes, uh, utter chaos breaks loose. Right. So a digital delirium would be putting it just fiddling with that a little bit, getting it off to a few decimal points. It would be the way I would do it, and the Russians are great in probability and chess. So I don't, I don't think they would just shut down GPS or blind it. It'd be a lot better to infiltrate that, do something smart, and we may not detect that for a very long time. And that well, I think the only way to detect that is a backup and a comparison. I will give you the example of how the computer and the great Stanley Kubrick. Arthur Clarke movie, 2001, remember at the key scene, there's a match between the onboard 9-1000 series or whatever it was of HAL versus the one land-based, and they didn't match up, and that was the only real signal that the astronauts had, the space knots had, that their computer was an error. And so without that, we are untethered. We don't have that benchmark, and we've got to keep it. And I, we just don't think about it. I mean, think about it. How much would it cost to... To back up right. GPS, apparently only a couple three billion dollars, and we still haven't done it. Stunning. Uh, well, but that's and, at the macro level. You and I are vulnerable at the personal level.
4: Right, but I mean, we even just to go with what you mentioned there, then it would require us to back it up on an analog system, wouldn't it? A localized analog system, not not replicate the problem by giving it digital access to somebody with sophisticated hackery like well, the Russians. That's true.
2: But one way around that is redundancy. So we could, with enough effort, back up enough of it, and it might be we erase it after a period of time. But I don't see how you could correct a large-scale AI corruption without some benchmark, without some ground truth. And that ground truth is changing very fast. And that means also that a lot of you are going to have to build some of these very large billion, trillion parameter systems, if nothing else, just to keep track of it. And we're racing ahead without thinking about any of this stuff. You know, when we put up a GPS, I remember going up to UC Berkeley in, in 1991. Communism was about to fall, and we thought, well, this will really open a system for smart cars, that we would have smart car platoons on the freeway. I, by the way, discussed this in the book, Fuzzy Thinking. We did some testing on I-15 of this, and that we would have the system pulsing down. And, and we were thinking about that, but people weren't thinking about some opponent, not just undermining it, but in a very subtle way undermining, putting us in a kind of kind of delirium. But it's, it's a very tough problem, uh, even if things weren't changing as fast as they are, and they're changing at a truly unprecedented clip.
1: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies
4: So but again, so analog, local network, at least some of it could be digitized and duplicated. But there is something to be said for kind of old systems, including old satellites, that if we're going to use a satellite, then it would behoove us to not use a modern digital based satellite that we should be able to access older satellites, which would be impervious to digital hacking?
2: You know, it would be impervious to some sorts of hacking, but you could still interfere with this analog processing. Really? So I, I don't think that would buy you much. And I don't think, uh, you know, the satellites are pretty discrete entities out there, quite exposed. Plus, for example, the Chinese seem to have perfected kinetic weapons and others that uh, just wouldn't care about uh, in a conflict care about the the programming aspects. But I'm talking about just land-based systems and our own systems and hostile actors. And uh, no one really knows who or what here, but the potential for manipulation of an AI system in a subtle way, which I think could be more probable, in some gross way. Look, we just had a system failure of a fiber optic cable, as you said, just probably through just this noise effects and the raw Maxwell equations physics. So uh, that's difficult enough to deal with but it's the change in these systems uh, and it comes back to the fact again this is not ai this is black box ai an important subset but it's a subset of ai and yeah. as it gets bigger the black box problem only gets worse and if you you say well how do we solve it well if you try to ask it all possible questions and store the answers first off it's too too many question answer pairs but if you could you wouldn't need the system but you can't do that and it's learning new things so it's getting old things, but we don't know what it's forgotten when we teach it something new. It's an inherent problem of a black box problem. And it's actually just going to get an, a lot worse as we go. Our own black boxes, there are other ways potentially to, cor- to corrupt the training of our systems by the introduction of different kinds of data. So the sinister aspects of this, uh, besides Skynet-type takeovers or whatever's happening in the new mission right. of uh, are, are really unlimited here. I mean, every time we have a new digital device, we open up... The, what's called the threat frontier for hackers and a bunch of other malactors going on. But these systems, it's a whole different game. I think about that. If you can manipulate your programming, like we can introduce what are called hints, H-I-N-T-S, hints into the programming. And somebody could do that to just kind of, as we say, rotate your axis or get you to think a little more this way towards my political opinion or away from the other in very subtle effect. extremely difficult to detect something like that.
4: So the and that which let's hope that you're right that it becomes extremely difficult that black box um feature was part of the new Mission Impossible movie um and that's the whole MacGuffin that they're pursuing is uh. that they're coming after they're trying to find out where that black box is because to have the black box is to control the world I'm not giving away anything for people who uh, haven't seen the movie yet. I strongly encourage them to. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so, but then, did we, in everything that we talked about there, does that adequately address your concerns? What are your worst-case scenarios are, a a sort of a doomsday scenario for AI and for, for that matter, any type of um, self-teaching system?
2: Not at all. I mean, not in the least. There's so many problems when you combine this with with nano-issues and warfare. And something else I talk about in the books i mentioned before, when you start backing up the human brain, which we're going to be doing, uh, likely in our children's lifetime, possibly in ours, the ability to have—I uh, explore this in the novel Nanotime, where the, the very name refers to the speed-up in time when you're on a right. computer chip time a billion times per second— but the the protagonist finds out that his brain has been circumscribed by those he thinks are his friends, uh, to to various ends. And you just wouldn't know that if it had happened. Uh and if you didn't have the if, if you are in a digital system, you can be shut down. This is the legitimate concern I hear about moving to a digital currency in our current political atmosphere, that it's just too easy to say, Okay, Ian, we don't think you should be purchasing these kind of things today or based on what you've done, a kind of social credit system like the Chinese are already implementing. Anything digital has that, and you can just, uh, something the Orwellian gods could only have dreamt of, shut somebody completely off, put them in a kind of digital prison, uh, and and we're just not thinking that through, let alone the privacy invasions that we've had. And we've talked about the, uh, for example, since I last talked to you, the federal court has revealed that the FBI has abused the foreign intelligence uh, Services Act, Surveillance Act, almost uh, 270,000 times in the last four years. Wow. And that's up, by the way, Section 702 for renewal at the end of the year. We'll see if that uh, provision gets renewed. Uh, but just that kind of thing, our own government and the rapidly expanding surveillance state. And, and one other point there is once we have a surveillance state set up and we have it, uh, it was greatly expanded because of the Patriot Act and the 9-11 attack, the... the the advantage goes completely to the surveillance state because it gets to take advantage of all these rises in technology without passing any new laws, asking any judges to interpret old laws, just updating the software, just updating the hardware, plugging the new modules. Uh, that's very difficult to deal with. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of testimony now about concerns about interaction between the FBI and maybe Twitter files, if you follow right. that, which is also broken. Uh, And that's our own side doing that. You know, imagine hostile actors or something that could evolve on its own. In the Skynet kind of scenario is possible, too. A lot of the algorithms used, as I myself have patented, use noise to inject a form of creativity into these systems to help them with what's called hill climbing and other things. Well, it's entirely possible that you could get the system to break off on its own. It may not be consciously aware in the the sense that would satisfy a psychologist, But enough to continue doing its own actions would be very hard to fight. It could make copies of itself, billions of copies in a couple of seconds. And so I don't see an easy way to deal with that, Ian. Uh, yeah. I, I do have to credit the, the big social media companies, AI companies, this week working with the Biden administration to at least put forth a kind of aspirational four-page document. I just read it yesterday about we're going to try to make these systems safer. There's no mention, by the way, of the effects of hallucinations. But at least hmm. acknowledging the problem. And my understanding is that the president is preparing an executive order on that just to draw attention to it. But it's going way too fast
4: to, to well, monitor. But that idea of hallucination, that would be again, it goes back to a couple of the things that we've already talked about. But so are you and you mentioned and I think this is, you know, a fair point, are you of the belief, though, that there will be a kind of sort of divine status that is given to these systems once they go online or they develop um, sophistication enough that people will turn to them and get a direct, audible and or physical answer, something which often eludes people after prayer, where they will pray for something and they don't have any sense, any better sense afterward of what they were supposed to do. But do you think that's what this could be?
2: Easily. and There was a, a early version of that in the Spielberg-Kubrick movie called AI, Yeah, where, if you remember, the, the kid is asking about his mother, and he gets an answer, and he takes that. But it, it reminds me of a colleague of mine who asked a question years ago. We're talking about the singularity where machines get so smart we can't see beyond a certain kind of black hole-like threshold. And he said, if you speed it up a dog's brain, a dog has uh, well over a billion neurons in spring brain. We have it has almost ten billion, I guess, and we have about a hundred billion neurons. Uh, in, in comparison, in a cockroach has a million, a million neurons, and and a, and a good owl has a billion. But if we speed up a dog's brain and ask a question, would we really care about what a dog has to say? Right. I doubt it. And contrary wise, I think if we are the dog, which happens in this kind of comparison on, on just neuron capacity. Uh, not just that I don't think the the AI system would care a lot about us and, and would hurt our stories too many times to get much new out of it. But, yeah, I think we will come. When the error rates fall, and right now they're still pretty high, but like you said, we already have some of these large language models getting 90% on the uniform bar exam. That's, that's not an easy thing to do. And when it starts getting 99% all the time, and at some point courts will begin the rules of evidence, will I think eventually be modified federal state courts to allow this to enter. And there will be challenge, you know, in order to introduce as you know, in court, any piece of evidence that has, there's a a big fight that takes place. Usually you don't see it on TV, but I think it'd be like uh, getting an expert admitted to court. There'll be some back and forth questioning and they'll admit them in and And a lot of questions of fact uh, will initially come in an advisory way from the computer system the decision support system what we currently call it but i think as a practical matter clearly 10 20 50 100 years from now i mean i if we continue anything like the current rate right, we're likely to take that as as an effective digital gospel
4: right and this concept of uh, of bread and circuses too that that if a system understood really began to understand what it is that motivates human beings they might it might anticipate that and give us, give certain areas um, of the country a tax break. Uh, they may give other areas, um, they may change the laws, and this is where it's Republican or Democrat, uh, that they could, they could, it could become so troublesome that it would, be, it would become very, when it became very likable, and that's what it, it doesn't have right now. It seems to be very cold, the idea of AI. There is not a friendly face on it. It doesn't smile. It doesn't have a dog. You know, It doesn't wear a hat. It's just whatever it is, it is. And most people, when they don't understand what something is, they merely sort of push away from the table and say, well, I'll never understand that. Wake me when you get it into bite-sized chunks, and maybe well, I'll take some of it.
2: Let's call it digital sugar. Sugar programs our brain, signs of rotting our teeth and, and causing all kinds of problems.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here.
4: From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school
1: dean at USC was leading a secret double life.